According to a new report, President Biden frequently tells aides and friends in private conversations that he feels, quote, so much younger than his age, and I'm sure he does, but it doesn't inspire a ton of confidence when you walk around saying, man, I feel 73. <laughs> ah, yes. It's all uh, part of the entertainment industry. It's all a horrible cable television show. It's our system of government. And uh, this cable show is getting crazier and crazier, isn't it? Waking up this morning to find that the Democrats fired on Fort Sumter. Crazy Democrats, what's the matter with these people? We cannot allow them to bring slavery back as much as they might want to. And in Colorado, four left-wing radical extremist Democrat activist judges who are promoted to the state Supreme Court by Democrats, all of them, have made a crazy declaration. And it is crazy. It's, oh, well, uh, he can't be on the primary ballot because he engaged in insurrection. An accusation... The Democrats leveled in the House of Representatives a political accusation. And President Trump, they may or may not recall, was acquitted by the Senate when the impeachment was brought to trial on the Senate side of Capitol Hill. And the Senate acquitted the president. So a a charge that went through a political process with legal weight and uh, acquitted President Trump. They then just act like that never happened and say, oh, yeah, wait a minute, he's guilty of insurrection. Uh, Joe Biden has insurrection, too. Did you know that? He's got, a, he's got a case. He hasn't discovered the pill. Dr. Jill hasn't brought him the bottle of the... But, uh, but Dr. Jill is uh, trying to make him eat salmon, trying to make him, uh, trying to make him eat a lot of salmon and uh, sleep a lot more because he doesn't sleep enough. He, he falls asleep at speeches and roundtables. He falls asleep pretty much everywhere he goes. But Dr. Jill, we've learned, who's not a doctor at all, she's been doing all kinds of things to try to keep Joe on track. And, and in the White House... Uh, the, the people are walking around, and that's where that joke from last night comes from. The uh, people walking around the White House uh, muttering that Joe Biden keeps talking about how young he feels. That's uh, an actual news story from yesterday and the day before. He feels so spry, you know? He could almost, I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, could, I can take my own walker this time. He, could take my, he, uh, he keeps falling upstairs and falling down things, and just don't let Hillary around him. We've got, uh, we've got the news for you on Trump disqualified from presidential ballot, Colorado Supreme Court rules. And the news media couldn't be more excited. They're touching themselves and each other, I think. I think there's a lot of touching each other going on underneath the Lucite desktops. And you know how that goes. It's a circle fest and a hot tub, that whole Democrat Party thing. But amazing. For the four Democrat-picked Colorado justices who booted Trump off the ballot, Ivy League scholar, a uh, 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 gay icon, a uh, jazz musician, uh, as legal experts warn, that they've lit a fuse under American democracy. They keep, you know, they keep talking about uh, uh, Trump as Hitler. Oh, speaking of which, President Trump last night addressed this Hitler accusation, and the uh, oh, he stays up late reading Mein Kampf. Sh- sure, sure, he did. That's exactly what he does. President Trump addressed that last night. And uh, it's, uh, you know, pretty good President Trump stuff, I've got to say, because he makes himself clear pretty well. 
and the media, they're just going crazy. Uh, yay, we've destroyed democracy while accusing you of destroying democracy. You know, this goes to the Barack Obama fundamental transformation of America. And you all better learn to speak Spanish because, you know, immigrants will learn to speak English, whatever. But you got to learn to speak Spanish. This is the Democrat Party's plan because day before yesterday, we broke the all-time record for illegal aliens crossing into the United States. And uh, who was it? Stephen Miller last night referred to it not as an invasion, not as an invasion, because a lot of people have been calling it an invasion stuff, but said we're being conquered, that the United States is being conquered. And the Democrat Party, they're the traffic cops on this, uh, the United States being conquered. This is the Reconquista are you familiar with this whole concept of Reconquista, the extreme left communists? I was working on a like an acronym or an abbreviation for the Democrats to do today to like uh, you know uh, might as well be a communist and and turn it into an acronym because they're so close to being communists. They really are so they're this close. And you know and the difference between a communist and a fascist is is this. I'm holding my right index finger a half an inch over my right thumb. It's uh, this. The fascists, the communists, uh, the difference is, you remember I told you the story about the nice lady uh, who grew up in Poland and as a child was occupied by the Nazis and then as a teen was occupied by the Soviets. And when asked what was the difference living under the, the Nazis as a girl and then living under the Soviet Union uh, growing up, and she paused for a moment and said, the flag that was the difference, you see. That's, a, that's going to be a tough one for Democrats to digest because they don't understand much. But uh, the Democrat Party is doing everything they can because they're the left. They're not liberals. They're not John F. Kennedy's Democrat Party. They're not even Bill Clinton's Democrat Party. They're radicals. Barack Obama's a radical who was weaned by a communist, a literal communist named Frank Marshall Davis, who was a card-carrying member of the Communist Party who mentored Barack Obama in his formative years because his left-wing parents uh, thought that it'd be good for him. And then he became president of the United States and, and promised the fundamental transformation of America to a cheering mob of mental dwarves. And then he warned us that we all better learn to speak Spanish. Now, Joe Biden is the puppet living in the White House, the sock puppet, and guess who's behind the curtain? The whole Obama machine, and it's a radical machine. And they're here to destroy the United States of America. And um, when the governor of Texas passes a law, which is what you do, goes through the legislature, then the governor signs it. That's that's a, remember when he had we had laws in this country, and they were passed and and they were debated and voted on and passed and then signed into law. That's how we used to do things. Not anymore, because the left is here to burn the place to the ground. And you know, you know the the riots, hundreds and hundreds of riots, burning the country from. Seattle and Portland and San Francisco to Chicago and Atlanta and Ferguson, Missouri and, and Washington, D.C., uh, where they had insurrection after insurrection. Extraordinary stuff. But with the new record-shattering numbers at our southern border, uh, it's hilarious. Let's go Brandon Johnson in Chicago, who is another mental dwarf, uh, blaming Greg Abbott for the immigration crisis in the United States of America because, I don't know, he's either that stupid or that dishonest. And I think it might be a combination of the two, the mayor of Chicago. The mayor of New York, you see also, he said New York is such a great city, you can, you can see planes crash into the World Trade Center one day and a business open the next day. 
That's why it's a great city. These are not bright people we're being governed by. And the big problem is nobody in their right mind wants any of these jobs. So we get these people, eh, mayor of New York, mayor of Chicago, prosecutors, George Soros, Minions, and San Francisco and Los Angeles, putting these racist lunatics who are pro-criminal in, um, in place. And the open borders, of course, the open border. Our northern border is being uh, experiencing record numbers as well. Uh, and we've got thousands of people coming in from the Middle East, Syria, Iran, uh, thousands coming from China. There are no land bridges from those countries, from communist Cuba, and on and on. And what does the Democrat Party do? Well, they pass out money to their friends, taxpayer dollars by the hundreds of millions. And if we had a news media, I wonder what they'd do. But uh, they're apparently been hypnotized or something because they're truly something. A lot to a lot to get to today. Again, a record 12,600 illegal aliens at our border in a 24-hour period. The backlog uh, for hearings is more than 3 million people, and it's years and years long. And they don't care if they're Hamas or MS-13 or they're going to kidnap your daughter and throw her into slavery. Uh, The Democrat Party could care less. In the meantime, they're giving out literally hundreds of millions of dollars to their friends to build shelters for illegal alien children because they care very deeply about two things. The children and funding for Planned Parenthood is the two things they care very much about your Democrat Party. The president of Mexico is picking a fight with the governor of Texas. And uh, I think maybe the governor Abbott in Texas should issue an arrest warrant. Just get things going. Just heat things up a little bit uh, for the president of Mexico, who's a radical leftist and an anti-American. And that's why the Democrats uh, like to take hot tubs with him. Amazing stuff. Just great. And But honestly, the Colorado Supreme Court, extraordinary, extraordinary moment in American political history. And again, it goes to that Victoria Nuland soundbite that uh, it's the Russian playbook, she said. She meant the Soviet playbook. But uh, same, same. And that is with the communists, whatever they're doing or planning on doing, that's what they're going to accuse you of. It is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. She was a State Department official in the Obama administration, a longtime Democrat apparatchik, a leftist, um, like all of them, fundamentally dishonest and corrupt and anti-American. And uh, they're accusing Trump of being Hitler while they're marauding through cities demanding that Israel be wiped off the map. And uh, uh, honestly, uh, uh, do I remember correctly with the Nazis and their relationship, the Socialist Workers Party of Adolf Hitler, their relationship with the Jewish people? Because it looks uh, a lot more like today's Democrat Party uh, rather than Donald Trump, whose son-in-law is uh, Jewish, his daughter converted to Judaism, his grandchildren are Jewish, He's the best friend that Israel ever had as president. Uh, Joe Biden may be the worst enemy outside of radical Islam, but he is the number one funder, along with Barack Obama, of Iran, which is the most genocidal death cult on the planet, funding Hamas and Islamic Jihad and the Houthi rebels uh, and on and on. But uh, never mind that, Hezbollah. Uh, and uh, speaking of which, the Houthi rebels are uh, they're still attacking Uh, off of uh, Yemen, shipping and American interests and Western interests and causing changes in behavior. And we're going to have higher gas prices, and the Democrats are good with that too. Pretty amazing stuff.
Um, I'm marveling, marveling at all of this. And there's a uh, uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson story, Supreme Court, you know, the one who can't tell you what a woman is, too confusing. Woman? I don't know. What's that? Search me. Then she searched herself. I don't know. Uh, but it turns out that um, she's got uh, some ethics issues not declaring income of her husband. Who? What is he, a lobbyist or something? And she has never declared the income, even though she's required to do that on the federal bench. Pay no attention to that. Also, great news out of Harvard, because there are students now that are rejecting their acceptance letters to Harvard because they don't want to join, you know, the goose-stepping Gestapo of the anti-Semitic, genocidally anti-Semitic, anti-Israel ranks of of uh, Claudine Gay, uh, the president of Harvard, and all the Jew haters at Harvard. So people are literally rejecting their acceptance letters and looking, you know, maybe City College would be good because the thing is pretty amazing. Harvard early admissions applications dropped 17% amid anti-Semitism claims, claims and still they're going to hold on to that uh, racist lunatic uh, Claudine Gay who smirked her way through the hearing. Hey, do you think all the Jews should be killed? Well, it depends. You know, that's a situational thing. Amazing stuff. Yes, sir. And Washington, D.C. is the loneliest city in America, which doesn't surprise me at all. The loneliest city, there's a, a ranking now. The Chamber of Commerce does this. And uh, Washington, D.C. has the greatest percentage of people living alone. And might I say, with good reason. I know these people. Most of them should live alone. Most of them deserve to live alone. Most of them have no choice but to live alone. I think uh, most of them are incels, you know, that incel thing, involuntarily celibate, uh, staying at home by themselves because nobody wants to be with them because of the kind of people that they are. But, uh, but never mind that. And the, uh, the uh, oh, was that Rachel Maddow last night? This was one of my favorites. Rachel Maddow last night was... Um, saying uh, it, that the country today reminds her of post-war Germany. We're assuming she means post-World War II. You know, there have been a lot of post-war Germany eras, but let's assume she's referring to post-World War II. You know, when the communists rolled over half the country with tanks and enslaved the people? So uh, maybe that's what she's talking about. When does the Berlin Wall go up? That didn't happen until years after we smashed the Socialist Workers' Party and the fascism that they brought. But, uh, yeah, it's post-war Germany, says Rachel. She's an Ivy League girl, too. LGBTQ, uh, Poison Ivy League. And uh, she says it smells of post-war Germany. I think that's the people she's hanging out with. Pretty amazing stuff. And uh, she's completely wrong, of course. But she accidentally stumbled on something. There are parallels today to post-war Germany, just not the ones that she thinks exist. Pretty extraordinary. Yeah, half the country, Germany, was rolled over by the Soviet Soviet Union, Soviet tanks, and the, and the hordes of Mongol rapists and butchers. And the Democrat Party is pretty much in line with them, I, I think. They've got about half the country, just like the Soviet Union had half of Germany after we smashed fascism. You know, they called themselves the Socialist Workers' Party. Sound familiar? 
Bernie Sanders, any of that? We are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Kamala Harris went on the radical extremist left-wing MSDNC last night with the uh, self-described socialist who has no brain, uh, really between the two of them. Lawrence O'Donnell, self-described socialist. Kamala Harris went on MSDNC, and uh, they're, they're trying to spread terror among their dozens of viewers all on the Upper West Side of Manhattan who are all virulent anti-Semites, genocidal anti-Semites. And Kamala Harris, was that, isn't this the scariest election you've ever heard of? Isn't this terrifying? And listen to what Kamala said. You know, every election cycle we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. This one is. We are literally talking about people who are attempting to divide our country in the most crude, frankly, and profound way. And then they burned a synagogue and looted a drugstore. They, uh, honestly, the Democrat Party. But did you catch that? We know every election cycle we talk about, um, this is the most election of our lifetime. You know, every election cycle we talk about, this is the most election of our lifetime. This is the most election of our lifetime, she said. Lawrence, this one is... And this one definitely is the most election of our lifetime. These are the people running the government. These are the top Democrats. No one in their right mind wants these jobs. So we get people who are not in their right mind. And Kamala Harris, just go back to dating Willie Brown or something. Just just leave politics. Leave the nice country alone. The open borders, the Colorado Supreme Court... Shattering the record at our southern border for illegals. And listen to the Democrats attack Republicans for it. Yeah, Kamala Harris, she is uh, constantly Kamala Harris. And with the socialist communist Lawrence O'Donnell, who has his own one-hour show at MSDNC because he is an anti-American, anti-capitalist, Bolshevik, who uh, shaves and gets a haircut, and and uh, they put him out there like he's normal, but he's not. He's demented. And Kamala Harris went on there last night to, to say that, uh, well, just to reestablish her bona fides as a dimwit, as an extreme dimwit. You know, every election cycle we talk about, this is the most election of our lifetime. And she didn't realize that she missed a word there, and the Bolshevik didn't correct her and uh, because that would be racist and sexist, I think. You remember the Lawrence O'Donnell? Um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not just a mere liberal. Unlike you, I am not a progressive. 
I am not a liberal who's so afraid of the word that I had to change my name to progressive. I'm not either. Oh, Liberals God. amuse me. I am a socialist. I live to the extreme <laughs> left. Great. The extreme left of you mere liberals, okay? Yeah, that's, uh, that's your news media. That's your NBC network. That's amazing stuff. I assume that he lives alone. He's got it. Nobody would live with him, right? I mean, he's, uh, he's amazing. I, I did laugh at this, at this uh, report this morning from the Chamber of Commerce, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Pretty, pretty funny stuff. The Chamber of Commerce has dubbed Washington, D.C. to be America's, quote, loneliest city, end quote, because 48.6% of, re- of residents, did it come out there? 48.6% of residents live alone. I'm so lonely, so lonely, so lonely and sad, real alone. Dead no one, just me only, sitting on my rental throne. My major, my rental throne. I work very hard and make up great plans, but nobody listens, no one me so very very sad Kim Jong-il was Ronry and and uh, almost 50% of Washingtonians are Ronry and they river Ron uh, you know the uh, the the uh, staffer uh, Ben Cardin staffer in the Hart Senate office building with the the video of the you know I, I'm guessing he probably ribs, ribs around. I think he ribs around. <laughs> I don't think there really be any question about that. And and there is this term that is in use now: incel. Incel. Right? Is that some kind of a battery? No, no. It's uh, involuntarily celibate people. And I think Washington has a lot of those. A lot of uh, incels. A lot of ronery people ribbing around on their little throne. Amazing stuff. The Chamber of Commerce. Living alone is more common than ever in the United States. You know, marriage is not in vogue because the left is anti-marriage and they're anti-family. And they're certainly anti-nuclear family. They think that's a family that you blow up, the uh, nuclear family. The thing, nationwide, more than 37 million Americans live alone, uh, representing 29% of all U.S. households, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. And they've got a, uh, a map they put together of the loneliest cities. And number 10 is Richmond, Virginia. Nine is Minneapolis. Eight is Alexandria, Virginia, which is just across the river from Washington, D.C., so it makes sense that Washington people... See, nobody wants to live with them because Washington is full of miscreants that no one can love, and that's why they're lonely. It's very sad. Self-harm is up. Suicide rates are up because the left is in charge and they raise people to be miserable and unhappy with everything in the world. Cincinnati, number seven, then Pittsburgh, then Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio looks like a lonely state. Atlanta, Georgia, kind of surprised by that. St. Louis, Missouri, Birmingham, Alabama, Alabama, number two. And the loneliest city in America, Washington, D.C. And let me just say, I've lived here for a long time. I know a lot of these people. It's the loneliest city with very good reason. Very good reason, indeed. There are lots and lots of reasons for people to be ronery. 
Washington, D.C. And they say the chamberofcommerce.org. If you're looking to find the loneliest place in America, look no further than the nation's capital. According to Census Bureau data, there are 326,970 households, very precise number, in Washington, D.C. Of those, nearly half, 48.6%, are one-person households. Overall, 158,840 residents live alone in Washington, D.C., which is a 3% year-over-year increase compared to 2021. So getting ronrier. In D.C., 27.9% of males live alone, while 30% of females live alone. I know a lot of um, uh, people in this city, I do, and I talk to a lot of people about a lot of things. And I know that there are a lot of uh, younger women, women in their 20s and 30s, that uh, would be happy to find a good man, but can't. I hear about it a lot. There are women all over the place. They, uh, you know, uh, first of all, about half of the men in this city you might find in the Hart Senate office building in uh, the conference room, the hearing room 216, uh, making videos, about half of about half of the men. And then beyond that, um, you got the narcissists, the, the drug addicts, the, the um, you know, the government people. Please, come on. So we got that. 30% of females live alone. Washington ranks third in the nation for men living alone and second in the nation for women living alone. I'm so ronery. Honestly. Remarkable stuff. All right, let's get to uh, the news. I, uh, I have a lot of it because, once again, the Democrats are on the loose. And I think that, um, you know, let's get to this Donald Trump is Hitler thing because this is, this is one of the, and I'm going to get to Colorado and the Supreme Court there. Very corrupt. Very corrupt. And not legitimate, literally not legitimate. And I heard uh, legal scholar Heritage Foundation Hans von Spakovsky on the radio this morning on WMAL in Washington. And he was pointing out some of the many errors in the legal reasoning of the Colorado Supreme Court, one of which is that President Trump can't run because can't be on the ballot on the primary ballot as a Republican in the state of Colorado because, you know, he's an insurrectionist, um, a charge of which he was acquitted by the United States Senate. Uh, and for Democrats listening along, acquitted, they should know this because all their, their crimes and their trials. Acquitted means not guilty, see? So they're accusing him of being guilty of something that he has been found not guilty of by a largely political process uh, with, uh, with legal ramifications. But never mind that. Let's get to this, this whole uh, Hitler thing. Where do those start, Michael, on the, on the cut sheet? Because we got this cut sheet going Let's go to soundbite number five then. The, uh, the Democrats, one of the, you know, they said uh, President Trump was at a, uh, a rally in New Hampshire on Saturday, and he spoke to this last night, and I will lead you to that as we update. But uh, let's go to Caitlin Collins on CNN. These are not bright people. Caitlin Collins is, I assume she lives alone. She's got to live alone, doesn't she? I think that she lives alone. Caitlin Collins pretends to be a news reporter, pretends to be a journalist. She works for a CNN, which used to be a news organization for a while. And um, she, she doesn't read the words. She doesn't know what Trump said. But she knows what the party accusation is, what the party line is. That's the Democrat Party, which is really the Socialist Workers Party. 
And uh, here's Caitlin Collins. This is yesterday on uh, CNN. In one month from now, the first votes will be cast in the 2024 race to be president. And the man who is leading the Republican field's amped up immigration rhetoric is now invoking the same terms that were once used by Adolf Hitler. The amped up immigration rhetoric, the uh, um, no illegal immigration, is what isn't that what you're talking about? But uh, Caitlin Collins sent using, and they all say it very casually, the uh, rhetoric of uh, Adolf Hitler. And then she played the soundbite of what Trump said. And listen to what Trump said Saturday night in New Hampshire. And then Caitlin Collins comes out and changes the language. This is a, uh, a practice that I've pointed to for a long time. They take what you've said, they change it until it's not what you said, and then they attack you for what you didn't say. It's a common practice with corrupt, not very bright media people like Caitlin Collins. So she teed that up and then she played this soundbite. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world they're coming into our country from Africa, from Asia, all over the world. All right, so <clears throat> their po- it was a strange turn of phrase, to be sure, uh, poisoning the blood of our nation. They're coming in in mental institutions, you know, and we know that Venezuela was emptying out prisons. We know that during the Mariel boat lift, the communists there, the Castro brothers emptied their mental institutions and their prisons and sent everybody to the United States for us to deal with. And uh, they, they became Democrats, the mentally ill criminals uh, that escaped communist Cuba uh, certainly became Democrats, the normal, well-adjusted people fleeing communism became Americans and Republicans. So you you heard what he said there. Now, here's Caitlin Collins. Just She just listened to that. She just watched that video of President Trump saying it. Then she comes out and she rephrases it and says, see, he said just what Hitler said when he clearly did not. In Mein Kampf, Hitler wrote, the Jew, and I'm quoting him here, poisons the blood of others. Trump has used that line before and other phrases like it that echo Nazi rhetoric, but it should be noted that, as you can see there, he is reading off a teleprompter, meaning that he knew exactly what he wanted to say. The Jew poisons the blood. Did Trump say the Jew poisons the blood? He said he's talking about illegal aliens, illegal, uh, uh, you know, an, an invading army of a great many single men. They might move to Washington, D.C. and get apartments. Um, military age men, it has been pointed out, uh, which might constitute, you know, a conquering of the United States of America, not just an invasion. But wait, the Jew poisons. Now, did President Trump say that? Because that's not what he said, is it? But here's what Hitler said. Now, what words were used? Um, he said poisoning the blood. And, and Hitler said the Jew poisons the blood. So there are two words in common, poison and, and blood. And again, I think a strange turn of phrase, but nevertheless, not what he said. And keeping in mind that his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who is demonized by the left quite constantly for his Middle East peace deals with Israel and all that, um, married President Trump's daughter who converted to Judaism. Their children are Jewish. So Donald Trump's grandchildren are Jewish. His daughter is now Jewish, having converted His son-in-law is Jewish. They're practicing Jews, conservative Jews. They, um, Jared Kushner, of course, 
behind the Abraham Accords, multiple peace deals between Israel and Arab nations, President Trump a hero in Israel, and they twist it, they take it and twist it and torture it into into something else. And that's, oh yeah, Mein Kampf, that's what's uh, going on. Now, President Trump was in Iowa yesterday, and he addressed this matter. It's crazy what's going on. They're ruining our country, and it's true. They're destroying the blood of our country. That's what they're doing. They're destroying our country. They don't like it when I said that. And I never read Mein Kampf. They said, oh, Hitler said that in a much different way. In a much different I never read, but uh, no, but uh, they brought on, on MSDNC, uh, or was it CNN? CNN, <clears throat> CNN brought on uh, failed presidential historian Douglas Brinkley to, you know, bring back the Hitler thing. He's been dabbling in Adolf Hitler his whole life, uh, keeps Hitler's speeches at a bedside. Uh, uh, mein Kampf seems to be the book that's inspired Trump the most. Have you slept with him, Douglas? What do you know what books are at his bedside, you psychopath? What, you, you got a telescope or something? And uh, he's got mind comforted, but, but that's not what he said. Rachel Maddow, uh, Ivy League, up the yin-yang. And when I say up the yin-yang, I think you know what I mean. Rachel Maddow and, uh, you know, Oxford and, and uh, the Poison Ivy League here. And she is an extreme leftist. This is not a crazy thing for a democracy to do. This is, um, this is, this is something that was a hallmark of post-war Germany. It's, it's not unheard of. Uh, what was a hallmark of post-war Germany? The Soviet tanks rolling in and taking over half the country? Is that what you're talking about, Rachel? She's talking about the Colorado Supreme Court ruling that President Trump could not appear on the primary ballot, the Republican primary ballot, because he was acquitted of an insurrection charge in the impeachment process by the United States Senate. Well, the the country is half communist at this point, as post-war Germany was, 1945 and going forward. When are you guys going to put up the Berlin Wall to keep us all in? What do they pay uh, Rachel Maddow $30 million a year to do one show a week? Is that right? Just so nobody else hires her way because she's such a hot commodity, if you know what I mean. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's all about Hitler. And then they went out and marched against the Jews and trashed a Jewish-owned restaurant and chanted from the river to the sea while ironically calling other people Nazis. The guy who's a hero in Israel with his Jewish daughter convert, son-in-law, and grandchildren, he has a community named after him in Israel, and he's the Hitler figure here. And it's mailbag day today, too. Mailbag day, because it's Wednesday. Hillary Clinton waking up face down in a pool of her own dried vomit on her linoleum floor in the kitchen with an empty one-gallon box of cheap New Zealand Chardonnay next to her. A Secret Service standing over her. How sad. What might have been, but thankfully was not. Uh, Let's take a phone call, Michael. Let's go to Doug calling from Mooresville, North Carolina. Douglas, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, thanks for taking the call. 
Uh, Rachel Maddow commented last night about the Colorado Supreme Court decision saying post-war Germany took people off the ballot who were Nazis. Well, perhaps Ms. Maddow missed her history classes when they discussed during the 1930s when the Nazi party removed opposition parties from their ballots. Very good. Very, very good point. Among, amongst the Democrat Party. Well, and the communist Vladimir Putin just a couple of weeks ago jailed his primary political opponent in Russia as well, because that's what communists do. That's what totalitarian regimes do. And again, very little daylight between the Socialist Workers Party of Adolf Hitler and the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, from which Vladimir Putin sprang, of course, and he jails his political enemies. The communists all over the world jail their political enemies. Authoritarian and totalitarian regimes all over the world jail people that are a threat to their regimes, to their power, to their rule. And uh, that's actually what we're seeing in the United States. From Steve Bannon and, and Peter Navarro to, you know, going after the, 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 the white whale here, and that is uh, Donald Trump. They're going after him. And, and in doing that, and President Trump says it all the time, Doug, in going after him, they're going after us. Doesn't it feel like they're coming after us, Doug? Oh, yes, yes, it does. And um, on that note, I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. God bless you, Doug. Thank you very much. Mooresville, North Carolina, where people are nice. Because people are nice pretty much everywhere in the United States. Unless you have high concentrations of Democrats because they shoot a lot of people. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.